This is the Whole Care Network. Helping you tell your story one podcast at a time. Content presented in the following podcast is for information purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the host and guest and may not represent the views and opinions of the Whole Care Network. Always consult with your physician for any medical advice and always consult with your attorney for any legal advice. And thank you for listening to the Whole Care Network. our stories. And by sharing them, we can truly show the power of the human spirit. Hello, and welcome to another uh, episode. It's a bonus episode of Gratitude to Latitude, Stories of Resilience and Hope. It is so good to be back. And my guest today brings me so much hope. Dr. Lawrence Nespoli is who I'm chatting with. He is a former president of the New Jersey Council of Community Colleges, NJCCC. He is a faculty member in higher education and community college leadership doctorate program at Rutgers University, University of Maryland, Global Campus, New Jersey City University, and Rowan University. He also serves as a trustee at Mercer County College of New Jersey. In addition, full disclosure, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Nespoli is now family. Yes. So <laughs> last September, we were the very fortunate parents when our children married. So our um, Nora, my daughter, and Dr. Nespoli's son, Jared, got married. And we can say that we're really proud, happy, blessed parents to see this young couple so much in love. So Welcome, um, and if it's okay, I'm going to call oh, you Larry, but welcome to my show, and thank you for being here. Well, what an honor, uh, privilege, and, and uh, we know each other in the personal way that you described, and uh, if I might just start with a couple of enthusiastic uh, uh, welcoming comments from my end. Uh, on the chance that some of your listeners do not uh, know you as fully uh, as I do, uh, let me say to them and to you directly, you, you are uh, just a remarkable person. And um, our family now is privileged to be part of your family and, and in the opposite direction as well. And But uh, thank you for who you are and what you do, bringing gratitude and love, to, hope to so, so many. And so uh, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of this conversation. And on the personal note that you just shared, I think we would agree as parents that one of the things we most hope for for our children is that they find a soulmate in life. And I think uh, your yes. Nora, our Jared, would uh, say amen that that has been accomplished. <laughs> but an extra bonus, too, if our children in finding a soulmate uh, find a soulmate that comes from a wonderful family. And uh, I know Jared thinks he's won the lottery in that 
respect and uh, uh, I, I kind of think Nora feels the same way and, and, and we do too. Absolutely. You and I do too. Anyhow. Absolutely. Yes, we are so fortunate. Um, thank you and, and <clears throat> right back at you. Uh, you can't you couldn't ask for a better uh, son-in-law and I mean that I'm just so excited when they got married to say I have another son. So um, he now has to listen to this mama. <laughs> <laughs> When I tell him to put extra sunblock on, that's just who I am. <laughs> um, but I always start um, my podcast in a way of going back. And I, 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 before I say that, I want to share that this topic of education is so important to me. And this is the first opportunity in all of our episodes that we've had the chance to really talk about education from a personal perspective. I grew up in a family without means to be educated. I was the first person in my family to go to college. And I had no idea, literally until my junior year, that I was going to go to college when my boyfriend's mother, as well as one of my teachers and my student council um, advisor, guided me into the process and said, you really should go to college I didn't, I didn't know it was an opportunity for me. And I thank those individuals for making it happen. And I know that I couldn't have done it without them. So I want to get to this conversation. But prior to doing that, I believe that who we are is very relevant. And our childhood, childhood experiences play a big part in who we become as adults. So um, Start with, you know, a little bit about who you are, some words to describe who, who you are, and if you have a childhood memory um, that exemplifies these characteristics and have inspired, you know, who you are today. Well, it's all about family, isn't it? And uh, I was blessed and blessed with a wonderful uh, family, but uh, both uh, mom and dad were first-generation uh, immigrant families. My father, Italian, my mother, Ukrainian, so... Lots of uh, good food on holidays, and uh, <laughs> on the Italian side, I won't digress too much here. It's hard to not when you're filled with uh, uh, gratitude of these wonderful roots that we have. But the Italians, uh, large families on both sides, but the Italians would gather, uh, nine siblings would gather at the homestead every Sunday night and push the the tables and the chairs back and out would come the accordions and the mm. singing and the dancing. It was just uh, wonderful as a six, seven, 10, 12 year old to see this large family. And the, the Ukrainians uh, equally f fond of food and wonderful holiday traditions and gatherings. And so that shapes us as who we are. And uh, uh, I will try to uh, restrain myself, but just uh, quickly about my pop. Uh, um, he taught us the importance, I think, of, uh, of grit. And over my shoulder in my man's cave here is a, a saying that he used. And I'll, I'll just state it, and then we can circle back to it, Jody, if you think. But it says simply, and he said this all the time, to customers in his jewelry store. He was a trustee of Bloomsbury University. Uh, don't be afraid of failure. Don't ever be afraid of failure, because if you think about it, he would say, the only true failures in life are those who 
don't try things. It's easy not to fail. The easiest thing in life to do is to not fail. Just don't try anything. Don't extend yourself. Don't wow. be afraid of failure. He lived that. He preached that. He taught us that. And uh, through our life's journey, we learned that uh, really we're informed by things that don't work so that we can move on to find the next step of things that do work and do make a difference in life and in the lives of others. So I have to stop myself because I'll go on too much about mom and dad, but uh, yeah. I, I wanted to be sure I mentioned, because I'm looking at it over my shoulder, don't be afraid of failure. You know, that's a powerful lesson. And I think Edison was huge yes. in helping us to understand that in failure, we learn. We learn what doesn't work. We learn you know, that we're capable of of even more than we think because okay that didn't work this time now how can i solve a problem differently how can i get an end result in a new way so it's just a matter of rethinking and i and i appreciate that um, it's something that i think we learn to accept as we get older um, we get a little less um, critical of ourselves uh, with age and but it's definitely something that our younger generation needs to um, embrace and celebrate as well. I was just going to say uh, finally on this point hand in glove with the notion of uh, don't be afraid of failure is, is the um, I love the short word grit said in another way that to have the persistence uh, and perseverance to get to the other side you mentioned uh, thank you for the kind introduction you mentioned uh, uh, now uh, Teaching, which has always been a passion, and I had little time to do it in my administrative career, but working with doctoral students, I say to them, I spoke to a couple just yesterday starting out in, as new doctoral students. I said, listen, I promise you, you may be an exception to this rule, but there are a few exceptions. At some time in this journey, you will wake up one day and be convinced that this was a terrible mistake enrolling in this doctorate <laughs> program. You're all smart. That goes without saying to be admitted right, to these programs. Right. But the single most important thing that will determine whether you get to the finish line, graduate, is your grit, your perseverance. To get to the other side of that Monday where you're convinced this was a horrible mistake. You're feeling overwhelmed. Life <laughs> happens, good and bad. Right. And so uh, but just it's keep a powerful going. message. And I know I'll make you uncomfortable by talking about you, but uh, so be it. I, I can think of few people that uh, embody uh, the uh, the grit and the perseverance to get to the other side of challenges than you. Well, I'm, I'm coming up with a, a new word as a description, a hashtag, if you will, for myself, and that is hope giver. But I think that grit is something that we don't have to be born with. We can learn to strengthen our grit Absolutely. muscle. And it's something that I that I like to talk about. And in our society, it's something that we have to be more cognizant of even more as life gets easier and easier uh, in some ways, in some ways and harder in other ways. Um, but to that, it's interesting that you mentioned the accordion. I just want to go back to that vision of family dinners with the accordion because guess what? I had the same situation really? and I didn't know that about you. My grandmother was from Germany my grandfather was from Italy, immigrants as well. And my grandmother, I could just see her in her stocking knee highs. Uh, she didn't wear a dress. She refused to ever wear a dress. 
um, she had pants on and her, her knee highs and her black shoes and she walked around playing the accordion. And it was just, you know, you don't meet many people who have relatives who play the accordion. So I just wanted to share that and we'll have to talk about yeah. that yeah, offline yeah, yeah. Um, as, a, as a fond memory. So I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing background a little bit. And, you know, Albert Einstein has said that education is not the learning of facts, but the training of the mind to think. And we were we were talking about that a little bit. And as I mentioned, I did not have the resources to go to college. And when I told my parents I wanted to go to college, my mom said, why don't you go to beauty school and figure that out? I didn't want to go to beauty school. I wanted to go to college. <laughs> you know, For our listeners, you know, what is your thought about education and the importance of education? And then we'll go from there. Well, here I will have to work again at restraining myself and being mindful of the uh clock uh, because I spent 40 years and still working, failing at retiring. I retired from full-time work, but pleading guilty to uh, uh, my son and daughter saying, Dad, you're, you're, you've enjoyed some success in life, but you are an absolute failure at retiring, and so be it. <laughs> I love teaching, and uh, but community colleges is where I like to think I made my mark, and, and, uh, and so I'm passionate about community colleges, and so selfishly, I'd like those who listen in on this podcast to uh, know this about community colleges. Uh, they are there for you. Uh, education is the great equalizer in terms of uh, uh, economic mobility and uh, promoting equity in our society. And for any, let's talk about New Jersey, for any New Jerseyan, young or not so young, who wants further education. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely no reason, financial or otherwise, why you can't get it. You can get it in a lot of ways, but I'm going to promote to your listeners, your local community college is a great door to knock on. And they might point you to other mm -hmm. options, but uh, <clears throat> the local community, uh, community colleges have been, public community colleges have only been around about 50 years and less than one generation, so to speak, uh, gone from zero students to about 12 million students uh, nationwide wow. uh, at about um, 1,100 community colleges. And New Jersey is, has a proud and strong and fully built out community college system. But three reasons that I'd, I'd like your listeners to keep in mind, if any of these three reasons uh, speaks to them, they can find a pathway forward at a local community college. One, go ahead. And Larry, I'm yeah. going to stop you. I'm going to stop you there Please for just do. a moment because, because... I'm so grateful that you're doing this. I, at 56 years old, and I'm considering going back to school. And so you're speaking to me. You're speaking to so many. I love the fact that you said, because as we face the challenge, not everyone has resources or the money or the time. You're breaking this down for us and saying it is possible. And I love that. So I'm ready. I'm taking <laughs> notes as to how can I go back to school at 56 through the community college system? Yeah, and uh, you, you're making a great point. And uh, uh, it's reminding me to say that uh, you mentioned I'm uh, on the board of trustees at Mercer County Community College. And we had commencement uh, last Friday, the first one in over two years because of COVID. And we had... Uh, a 15-year-old graduate and a 75-year-old graduate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. Did you get a picture of them we together? Did. And, 
But that's that's the community college story. And again, the three reasons. If you think you might want a bachelor's degree for lots of good reasons in our society, that makes sense for individuals. You have a local affordable uh, pathway to the bachelor's by coming to going to Mercer and others for the first two years. And through transfer agreements we have with the Rutgers of the world, uh, you finish up the two years on your way to uh, College of New Jersey or wherever as a junior. That's reason one. Number two, it turns out in our economy in the year 2022, there are many good paying technical jobs that require some college, but not a bachelor's degree. Think about nursing, think about IT, information technology programs, business technologies. And so we have lots of those kinds of programs uh, at uh, our community colleges that uh, they don't, by en enrolling in these technical programs, it doesn't block off the opportunity to later pursue a bachelor's degree, but you can stop uh, along the way to work for several years with a nursing degree, with a, an IT degree of some kind. And then the third, and this speaks to adult students in particular, the average age, by the way, of community colleges, when you put them all together, is about 30 years old. So we've got 19-year-olds, we've got 70-year-olds. But the third reason, um, for adults, I like to put it this way, time is the enemy, busy lives. And so the thought of uh, enrolling in a bachelor's program might be too a bridge too far on a particular day, or even a two-year degree. So we now are emphasizing at Mercer six weeks, eight-week programs where you can get a credential. We give them fancy names. Some colleges use the word badges or industry certifications, licenses. In cybersecurity, for example, there's a great demand in this area of cybersecurity in today's world, today's economy, coding credentials. And so whether it's a bachelor's degree you think you might want, whether there are technical jobs that you're interested in, or uh, thirdly, uh, if you have, uh, if, uh, if the notion of a, a shorter term credential uh, is in your future, we can help in all three of those ways. And all are affordable. The last thing I'll say on this, I promise, is uh, I had the pleasure of, as I was heading to the retirement uh, door of working with the then new governor, Phil Murphy, and his staff on making community colleges uh, uh, free to all New Jerseyans. Um, there are certain income uh, tests, uh, but so there's there's no, uh, he, it, by the way, it wasn't very difficult to convince him of that uh, plan. Wow. Um, he was uh, quickly on it, and uh, I retired. And his first budget came forward a couple of weeks later, and there it was in the first budget, and it's uh, prospering to this day. So I'll stop. So if someone, if someone is listening right now and have they, he or she does not have access to community college, doesn't have the means, where would they go for that free <laughs> the word free education? Where, where do they go oh, online? I should Google it to start with it. It, uh, it goes by the label, this is not important, but it's called the Community College Opportunity Grant, or CCOG. But okay. they can find it. It's, it's prominently promoted on Mercer's website uh, and others. And uh, call me. <laughs> okay. We're gonna, and we're going to get your information at the end of this discussion. Sure. I also I appreciate those three points. So important to 
the educational journey. I really appreciate you mentioning technical education because not everyone wants or needs a four-year college degree. Um, That's right. You know, I, I, can, I can share my husband as, as an example. My husband, Benton Ames, mm -hmm. has a two-year um, degree and he went to community college and he worked at ExxonMobil for 34 years and loved what he did. Very successful man and, you know, did not have a bachelor's degree. Um, not everyone needs it if they're working with their hands, if they're doing something technical. And so something to 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 keep in mind, very relevant. Um, I Jody, wanted to, if I so can just you, interrupt you, to say, yes. uh, uh, now I understand better why I, from moment one, I really liked Benton. And now I better understand. <laughs> he's a, proud, he's a yeah. great community college success story. He is. He really and truly is. And, you know, uh, and, and not a lot of people know that. You know, most most people assume that he uh, has his bachelor's yeah. degree or his master's degree. And he graduated from Somerset uh, yeah, Community I College. I didn't know that. Son of a gun. So, uh, yeah. Um, so I want to go back to, um, you know, you have your doctorate. And for some people it's a challenge to get their associate degree. What has been the key ingredient of your success to maintain uh, that determination and that vision to stay in school and receive your doctorate? Well, you know, um, perseverance counted for a lot, but I, I let's be honest, I'll be honest. I, I was blessed with this family uh, I had that blessing surrounding me, encouraging me, supporting me uh, financially uh, as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I had something to do with getting to the finish line and the degrees and then the career. But I, I was really blessed and fortunate in the ways that many of our community college students uh, are not. And, and for that reason, we have to work, we being community college professionals and educators uh, and, and you're an educator and your career path have to embrace students and nurture them and you know my personal experience uh, with students of all stripes is uh, if you survey students as to what uh, if they stumble and have some challenges in their pursuing college work uh, to list the top reasons more often, they have nothing to do with the classroom. They have to do with childcare mm. issues, transportation issues, uh, all kinds wow. of. And so we need to support them better. I was blessed by having a family that gave me those kinds of supports, but not all right. are not so everyone blessed. Has them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. Thank you for that. Um, it's uh, it's why I am a voice in this area and why I love this conversation because I've lived that journey where, you know, my parents didn't even know where I was going to college and not because, not because they weren't caring. It was because it was so out of their, yes. you know, their under level of understanding. Um, they didn't graduate from high school. So, you know, <laughs> I think, I think the last time I asked my mother, who is now 88, almost 89 years old, where I went to college, she's told me Princeton. 
which hey, that sounds great. But I graduated from the College of New Jersey, and I'm very yeah, proud. Yeah, you that. should be, Jody. I just um, might say you you uh, exemplify so much in so many ways the challenges that many of today's students face, especially community colleges. I don't know what the exact number is, but so many of our students are at Mercer are first generation students. That is to say first in their family to go to college. And, to to college. you know, that, that presents special challenges because you're not wrapped with some uh, college knowledge that your other family members have. And so it, it's important to be mindful well, of that. Why, it is why I'm part of my, I'm writing my third yeah, book. Yeah. And um, part, of the, part of the book is the inspiration for helping others to to really feel um, empowered to to do this because it is scary when you're the first and um, and you don't know the way and to figure out the way. So that's part of part of my chapter. Um, so can you um, offer for our students, for our families, any suggestions on how to build resilience? We talked a little bit about grit. Resilience is another another uh, important topic to me gratitude resilience and hope um perhaps you can you can choose a word but any on any advice on how you personally have nurtured your relationship with either resilience or gratitude well i want to start and i'll come back to the word faith because uh, uh, you asked me and my response is you know when life uh, smacks us in the face for whatever the reason, personal losses, loss of loved ones, for me, without faith, without spirituality, I'm not, I'm not sure I could personally find resilience without that foundation of faith. Uh, in a more day-to-day -day way, uh, and I know you're, you're very much a proponent of uh, uh, maintaining good uh, physical health. Well, how does one do that? You have to feed your body. You have to exercise your body. Well, the same applies on our spiritual uh, journey and our, our journey to find resilience. We have to feed our mind uh, by what we read, by what we watch. Yes. I, yes. I grew up as a news junkie. It was part of my political world. You, you know, I find lately I just cannot watch the news. It's, it's, uh, you know, there's always been troubled times in the world, but it seems like the news only emphasizes the uh, the, the negative sometimes. Again, I'm editorializing. So feed our bodies, take care of our bodies, feed our, our minds, take care of our minds. All wrapped in a faith gives us a much better shot at being resilient. But And I think you would agree with this. Uh, you may be the exception to this rule, but it's not like the same level of resilience every minute and every hour of every day. You know, it, it's up and down. You get hit by something, ouch, and you're on your heels. And then you, you look for that reservoir of faith and resilience to get over it. So it's, it's, uh, uh, it's not linear. It's not a straight line. It's up, it's down, it's up and down. With an overall trajectory of upwardness, if that's a word. But faith is a key component of it for a lot of people. I know it is for me. And I think the word that we're talking about here is persistence. It's not going to be an easy journey in whatever you're trying to create or succeed, where you're trying to succeed. But if you're persistent and you stick with it, eventually you will find success. 
So I think persistence is the key word there. Um, and I also wanted to share that I completely agree with what you're saying about feeding your body, feeding your mind. My mantra as a coach is the mindset is a launch pad to all things possible and wellness fuels the process. Uh, as someone who's battled Lyme disease, recently babesiosis, uh, you know, I've known sickness and it brings me to my knees. But if you're not well, it's hard to show up and show up well in all areas of life. Feeding your mind, feeding your body, surrounding yourself with positive people. And I want to add that two months ago, our television, we have one television in our house, it died. And I said to my husband, I have no interest in replacing it. And he looked at me and he's like, but the news, but the weather channel, but car races. And I said, if you want to replace it, go ahead, but I'm, I'm not replacing it. So I have not had a television for two months, and I can't tell you, first time in 56 years without a television, what, how that has benefited my life. Because what's on television is so hard to navigate when you're talking about positivity. It is, it is violent, it is negative, and it's just really hard. There's, the good stuff is 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 limited. So anyway, um, don't want to be on uh, my soapbox, but I but I do want to share that it, it's it is possible to um, to limit all of the negative stuff that's coming into your life. Yeah, I, uh, yes. I want to grab twenty seconds maybe uh, before we say goodbye uh, to just to reinforce by reading a very brief. Uh, not so much a poem, but a piece that my wife, Debbie, loved, and my mom, too. But who you go first if there's something else you want to touch on? No, no, please do. Please do. Well, uh, you and I uh, share this common ground. We, we uh, have lost a spouse, and it's uh, we all have those kinds of challenges, the loss of loved ones, parents, and, uh, and, 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 and others. And uh, the most spiritual person I've ever known was my wife, Debbie. And she had this favorite uh, thing that I'm going to read 20 seconds. Uh, I'm not even sure what the source of it was, but she loved it so that we put it on her mask card during her services. And my mom was also a woman of deep faith. And I'm not sure who came across this first, but they uh, both loved it. (laughs) And I forgive me if it comes across. uh, uh, Well, I don't apologize. It's I think you'll agree. It's it's beautiful. Uh, on the the point of faith being so important. And to those who might be listening, who have lost or will lose a loved one, uh, um, uh, here it is, uh, as I say, about 20 seconds. Uh, um, Death is nothing at all. I have only slipped away into the next room. I am I, and you are you. Whatever we were to each other, that we are still. Call me by my own familiar name. Speak to me in the easy way you always use. Laugh as we always laughed at the little jokes we enjoyed together. Play, smile, think of me, pray for me. Let my name be ever the household word that it always was. Life means all that it ever meant. It is the same as it ever was. There is absolutely unbroken continuity. Why should I be out of mind? Because I am out of sight. I am waiting for you for an interval, somewhere very near, just around the corner, all is well. Thank you for sharing that. You've moved me to tears. That was beautiful. Thank you. Larry, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Whatever your preference is, uh, email, telephone. I'm uh, 
perfectly open to any outreach. The uh, cell phone number is 609-915-6151. I'll say it one more time. 609-915-6151. And the email mirrors the, the uh, uh, my name. So it's Lawrence, with a W, Lawrence, dot, Nespoli, N-E-S-P-O-L-I, at gmail.com. So please feel free, everyone listening, to uh, call and uh, encourage others uh, to call uh, if you're so inclined. I've really enjoyed this, Jody. We will... You're the best. Oh, you are such a man of words of wisdom and faith and integrity, and this has been an honor. We will share those links on our, um, when we share this, it goes out on, on like 12 different Wonderful. platforms. Our last podcast had 5,600 listeners. Wow. Um, and I have no doubt that this will equal uh, that following. So thank you so much, Larry. Have a great day. Uh, thank you for sharing this conversation. Thank you. Best to you and to all your listeners. God bless. This is the Whole Care Network. Helping you tell your story one podcast at a time.